Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am still your host, and I am still Louise Salas. And with me, as always, is my very, very talented friend. As long as she's my brew, I will be her piglet. The mixtress, DC Gina. <laughs> oh, that was cute. I like that one. Well, Winnie the Pooh yeah, reference. Yeah, I like that. That was a nice one, actually. That oh, was, father. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. Good. So, because uh, we're going to stay on the subject matter of piglets. So, uh, do you remember, or do you do this with your girls, the five little piggies, this little piggy? Yeah, of course. So, apparently in the net, on the internets lately, there was an outcry because people thought the first, this little piggy, she went to the market. Well, they thought she was, like, going there to do her grocery shopping. <laughs> Not that she was actually going to be on somebody else's menu. And apparently there's a big outcry because... Millennials or someone realized that it meant that she was going to slaughter. Well, I mean, they have roast beef, so I'm not really sure. Well, okay. And then so this little piggy had none, right? So this little piggy had none, apparently, was the one that stayed home for stud. Oh, no, that one was going because they were getting ready to prepare to go to the market because they don't feed it right before they send it. Oh. Um, the roast beef was because it was skinny and they were fattening it up. Um, the one who stayed home was the stud. That's what it was. The one that stayed home was the stud. The one that had none was the one that went to the market. Yeah. It's the French. It's the French. What can I say? I mean, I just watched one of my kids this morning um, video of the turtle getting the straw pulled out of its nose because they keep asking me for straws. And I was like, you're killing the ocean. And they're four and five. And they're like, and I showed them the video. And they were like, I don't ever want a straw again. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> because this is only your own Grim, like Brother Grimm story. I'm going to be honest with you. I think there's some sort of, not do I think that they should be hearing the pig story and all that kind of thing. But there is a certain amount of reality that you have to deliver yeah. when raising a child because it's really real when they stick the penny in the socket and they get electrocuted <laughs> because that has already <laughs> happened. And, like, if you don't, like, you have to give them, like, the real hard truth. Like, that's going to happen. And they're like, it's not. And then they do it, and then they do get electrocuted. I feel like there is a certain percentage of maybe you should tell them the story So about the, outcome of the, the outcome of the piggies, you're okay. You know, no problem. So. Okay. I okay. mean, I eat sausage. What are you going to do? Yep. So, all right, let's get into this. Let's end the piggy. Let's end the piggy conversation, shall we? And let's introduce today's designated drinker, who figuratively did the same thing. Um, The chief snack bagger and co-founder of Snacklins, Sammy Kubrasli. Hey, what's up? Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it right. Shut the front door, Gina. And and even then, like, I was talking, I was never told the little piggy story growing up because I'm a Muslim. So like, my mom was like, ew, pigs are gross. I'm not telling you this. So like, I only heard that at school, but like, I would never like have that at home, which kind of also, I guess, forayed into why I created Snacklins. Yeah. You know, a fake pork rind. Which is amazing. Yeah. Which is delicious. Sorry. So Sorry. again, sna- what the, Snacklins, what the hell is it? So it initially started off, it's a joke that's gotten really out of hand. Long story <laughs> short. Um, but it started off as us making, because as a Muslim, I'd never had a pork rind. So I tried to make a pork rind, but without the meat, you know, thinking, okay, that way other people have. Um, but as we made the snack, and as we kind of developed, we realized, holy crap, this is bigger than just like a fake pork rind. It's 80 calories for the whole bag. It's made out of fresh ingredients. You know, it's the, the delicious crunchy chip. And, you know, we end up kind of pivoting a little bit away from our vegan crackling days, but, you know, we still sell the same delicious crunchy chip that you always had, only now we're really just trying to help people, you know, snack better. Can I say one thing? So, I've eaten pork rinds. I don't really like them. 
because they're kind of greasy, right? Mm -hmm. The best part about the pork rind, though, is the crunch. Like, you want that crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. The first time I had the snackland, ridiculous. Like, I loved it. I loved the whole idea of it. And, like, I'm totally like those um, chips that do the little pops, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I had this, and I was like, forget it. Why don't you just have this all the time? Because it's actually natural. It's not made from potato. Tell us how you make it. Like, don't tell us how you make it. No, but, but tell I mean, us what, what it's in it. Like, and how I can do you do it? Tell you what the difference is. Like when you have anyone else saying they're selling you a veggie chip or a veggie straw or a veggie puff of some sort, like that's fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, there's vegetables in it, but it's the dehydrated version of that vegetable. You know what I mean? They're getting powders and they're just adding water to it, and that's what they're making. You know, where we are getting like thousands of pounds of fresh mushrooms from Pennsylvania every week. Like, not bullshit, like, legit, right from the farm, fresh local shit coming into us, and we're making these snacks, you know? And I think that's what makes a snack room taste better, is I always, my example I always tell someone is like, here's some garlic powder. Here's a clove of garlic. Which one tastes more like garlic? Which one tastes better? And they're like, well, that's a stupid question. I was like, and that's in my mind, like, that's a stupid question. So, like, why are you eating these other veggies when they don't even have it? Like, it's dehydrated peas, it's dehydrated mushrooms, it's dehydrated beets, it's dehydrated carrots. Like, a snackling, it's fresh mushrooms, fresh onions, you know, like our yuca, it's being processed fresh, you know, and it's been given to us, like, so we, it's ready to use, you know, and everything like that that we're kind of working on, you know, it's all about, we kind of say, like, we're, it's that health or wealth conundrum, right? Do I want to be healthy or do I want to be wealthy? Because you're going to have to give one up, and I feel like with snacklings, like, what we're trying to do is make sure you don't have to give either up anymore. You know, you can buy a cheap, affordable snack that's like the junk food, but it doesn't have any junk in it. You know what I mean? So it's awesome. got, so it's just like the health food, only why are you paying $6 just so you can read the back of the ingredients? You know what I mean? A six-year-old can read the back of Snacklin's. That's what I, when I looked at your product, and I wasn't super familiar with them. I had seen them, but honestly hadn't had one yeah. until after we talked. And I was like, huh, what I really like about the fact that you can actually read the ingredients. Yeah. And they, I know what all of them are. They're all normal, everyday things. I yeah. mean, it's a yucca. It's going to be mushrooms. It's going to be onions. going to be a little bit of salt in there because clearly salt is delicious. It is. All right. You know, plus our spices that we use, depending on what it is, I mean, and a little bit of oil. Yeah. You know, compared to everything else that's really greasy, you know, we spend hours and months and so much time, like, working on the crunch, working on how much oil it's holding in, you know, because all that to us, it may not be important to the big guys, but we realize it's important to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so because of that, we kind of want to do that. So, I mean, I can tell you right now, and you're talking about the crunch of that chip, we spent so much time, I spent months working on the crunchiness of the chip and how do we keep it crunchy? And like, fun fact, the bliss point for crunch for a human being is four pounds per square inch. Bliss point. The bliss point. So it's like a real thing. The point. It's an actual thing. So like that point when you're like, this is deliciously crunchy. Like I love the crunch. The average human will say, and that's going to be that, that pressure point will be four pounds per square inch. What is celery? So I have no idea, but it's going to be around. Celery is probably a little bit higher because like you can't just break celery that yeah. way. But I mean, like you're talking that crunch, like how much pressure does it take just to break it in half? And I mean. Huh. That's like what a good potato chip. I mean, crunch, like, there's science behind it. And I think that if you can use the science for good, you know, not just saying, like, how can I get people addicted? What can I put in there? But, okay, well, what do I know? And how can I make something that's already there? How can I make it that much better? You know what I mean? Like, we're doing a chip that people, they look at it, they go, there's a, it's impossible. There's no way that this has this many calories. There's no way it's fresh ingredients. You're lying to us. And I go, no, the problem is, is everyone else is lying to you. Like, we aren't, like, when you look at how they make a potato chip or a yucca chip or a, you know, a, a cheese puff or any sort of puff, you know, corn chip, like, they're cooking those things in 
you know, they're making them as fast as possible. From beginning to end, you're talking about five, 10 minutes. Like a bag of snack ones is gonna take four hours, five hours to make, you know, and that's the difference. Wow. Because we realize, all right, great, it's gonna take us longer, so we have to produce a lot more. You know, we have to produce in much larger batches, much larger, you know, we have a lot more efficiencies working to our process, but you know, that's what that's the difference, is we're not trying to make something faster, we're trying to make something better. Sam, let, let me back up for a second and say this. How did you wake up one day and say this is what you wanted to do? Exactly. You were uh, a radio personality, so <laughs> I we'll did. talk about that. Yeah. yeah. I worked in like radio and TV and these, that's how I initially, you know, that's, know, how, Gina, we that's yeah. how we met. Um, I worked for a bunch of different radio stations and TV stations around the area. And I think that while doing so, I luckily had like morning show shifts. So I always had the afternoons and the evenings off. So I met a lot of people who kind of have that same, I don't have shit to do until four o'clock, you know, mentality, which is most people in the service industry. Yep. So when I was off at 10, they were waking up and they're like, you want to get lunch? You want to hang out? Hey, I'm going to go to the restaurant, work on this. And I just got into it and I realized that, yeah, I enjoyed working for the radio station and it was like it was a great paycheck you know it was good yeah. but it was a job for me you know and like I was doing that just so I could go home and like hang out with my buddies and like test out something new or try to make a turducken breast you know or like some <laughs> weird shit like whatever I was fucking doing like and that kind of evolved into me realizing like okay I like this and I think you know I had snacklings was it's funny because I just have a list on my phone you know that was all my weird food ideas and like the you know, the puff, like that snackling was one of those weird ideas. And I have like hundreds of more, but it was just like, I'll just keep track of all the weird stuff I made. And I think when one started to take off, like it just started to snowball. I mean, it was us making them as a joke for a buddy's restaurant. We never even sold them at the restaurant because we got offered like, hey, you should come sell them like yourselves at this brewery. So we went to the brewery and at that- Who was the brewery that gave you a chance? Three Stars. Three Perfect. Stars Brewery was awesome, yeah. Three Stars. Love Local love DC, it. love those guys. You yep. know, like Dave and them were like, come on out. Come in, you know, sell your snack ones. So we're selling our snack ones. And all of a sudden, like, someone over up from Glen's Garden Market, you know, another local, like, thing was like, these are crazy good. And if you guys put these in bags and actually put, like, nutrition facts on them, like, we would sell them at our store. And we're like, okay. Oh. So now in the span of the aha moment we made them to us being offered in a store was, like, really short. You know what I mean? And we were talking, like, three weeks, you know? And so we're like, oh, fuck. But luckily, like, we kind of got to build up slowly, but surely, you know, we were selling them at the breweries. We were selling them at these one-offs. And as it kind of snowballed and as we realized, like, why are people buying this? Like, it's a vegan pork rind. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, they should be buying them, but why are they buying so many? You know what I mean? And other people are saying the same thing. Like, we sell a lot of vegan alternatives, but, like, you're selling, like, the chips do. What is it? And that's when you're like, why are people buying them? And they're buying them because, like, oh, I think that the vegan pork rind thing is gross. I think that. Yeah. Uh, but look at your ingredients and look at the calories and why wouldn't I buy it? And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I think as we kind of pivoted and as we kind of fell into our place, I mean, we've had, we've lucked out along the way. We've had some really great partners, but I mean, you don't get to a place like this unless you have like people from the beginning who believe in you, you know? Yeah. And that was all the DC folks, you That's know? Awesome. So all these people in DC who are like, like all my friends like Gina, who didn't think I was fucking crazy for giving up this radio job. They go, you know what? Cool, I'll try your snacks. Yeah. Let's give it a whirl. You know what I mean? I think that's- I'm gonna say, I think she still thought you were crazy. Yeah. But she was supportive. No. <laughs> no, but no. I mean, that's the difference. I meant crazy in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's like kind of what the difference is. You know, we like, you know, it takes a village, right? And I think that we're part of that, you know, DC village. And, you know, and as we've kind of grown, we still, I still hand deliver to any DC company that wants product because- wow. We're gonna open them up. Even though they may not be like part of our major distributors or they don't pick up, they can't hit the minimums that everyone else is going for. I'm like, yo, it's DC. We can do it. Here's how we're gonna do it. You know. First of all, I want to say that your packaging is great. Thank so you. So I have it's so much fun. I have children now. You have children. Child. I, I have a child. Yes. So now you understand. 
One thing about kids' food, which I always say, like, if I get my kids to eat anything healthy, is the visibility or the, the appeal of it, right? My kids love this texture bag. I don't know why. Hmm. It's not too crinkly. It doesn't sound like wrapping paper. Yeah. But this kind of thing, like, to them, for some reason works. And then they love the zip because they can be like, Mom, I'll have some later. Or they'll keep it. And, like, I don't feel bad about them eating this. Yeah. I don't... I do give my kids veggie chips only because I don't want them eating, like, potato chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Doritos or any of the other crap. And, um... And it's only, it's really because I don't want them to like develop the taste for all that chemical. Yeah. Because there is something to be said about your, oh, you desensitize your, your, your taste buds. And right now when they're like little kids, like, like I give them like mashed beets and I'm like, oh, this is princess potatoes. They're like, oh, I love princess potatoes. <laughs> they, whatever. They, they know it's beets and like they do that kind of stuff, but like that kind of thing. I don't think you just trick your kids, but you have to like, offer them something else. And as an adult, making a, a smarter, like, you know, decision, like, I know I can eat this whole bag. I, love I ate that. the whole bag all the way to New York. We ate all the bags. I love the princess beets idea. That's hilarious. Uh, my girlfriend's brother, he refers to dark chocolate because kids clearly love chocolate, but he doesn't yeah. want to have the sugary milk chocolate. So he convinced them to eat like a little square of dark chocolate by calling it super chocolate. And now the kids are like, let me get a little super chocolate. And like, he'll get the, <laughs> the tiniest, most bitter piece of chocolate and they feel great. Like, I mean, yeah. But you have to like, and then, but it's funny. I think that like, if we continue like on the, the path, like parents now with that Unami trail for the kids where they experience a richer, bolder flavor instead mm -hmm. of dumbing everything down. I will never understand why our country, especially here in the United States, dumbed down all the food for kids and made it as bland as possible in their youth because like that's when they can taste like the best they're ever yeah. gonna taste. Well they have more taste buds. Yeah, and then it gets and it diminishes as they get older and yep. older and older. Now I realize salt <laughs> is very salty for them. So this is also not that salty. Like you said it's salty. Yeah. It's not as salty as a regular potato chip. You know what I mean? Like that crazy like I'm always brushing like the the salt off or pretzels like, or anything yeah. like that. I always take the you salt. You had one of these yet? No, I haven't. All right, well, you, you try with one you want to try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this one. The this barbecue. barbecue. This is miso ginger. That's my favorite. So, yeah, it's going to be crunchy, delicious, airy chips. Oh, know? it's really good. Oh. I love it. Do you hear the crunching on there? I love the smell of it just before you even get to that part. Hold on, you know what we should do though with the Chesapeake Bay ones? We should put these on top of the Bloody Mary. That's what I was gonna say. Could you would you ever consider like mashing them up and then putting them on the But now I want you to look at them, right? So here's the other thing like my kids it. do. So they take it, my kids take them, and then they, they do break them. I didn't realize a breaking point. They break them and then they eat them like this. They like they'll pick them and eat them like that. I love when they do that. Because it reminds me of like an old school rice cake. Right? Mm -hmm. My mother used to do that like all the time. And like for me it's more nostalgic to watch them do piece by piece. Whereas my husband just shoved them in his mouth as fast as he could. So <laughs> we're kind of like at odds of like how we treat the, make the girls eat and how Neil's training them how to eat. My favorite, my one suggestion, and like this is only because I'm an addict, I love salt and vinegar potato chips. And all I would want is this to taste like that vinegar taste. Oh yeah, no, we've, here, here's the cool part though. I will say like probably the coolest part about running a snack company and having all these people is we get to try everything. That's awesome. So Have you like, tried it with vinegar? We've done snack with salt and vinegar, multiple types of like versions. 
We have uh, we will be releasing two new flavors here coming up uh, oh. in the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, one will be more of the kind of a more conventional, I would say, and then another one's going to be one of our fun, you know. So I think that um, when that happens, we do a little uh, cocktail. Oh yeah, we'll send you, you guys some snacks always. You yeah. know, I will say like we've tested a bunch, like everything. Do you from- do snack releases, like snack attacks? What do you mean? Oh, a, look like, at like that! People come over and like you're gonna have a new snack and you have like everybody try it. Oh, so we're actually set up. We'll have some parties coming up here soon, some events that we'll actually have like 15 different new flavors, and then people can come out, try all the new flavors, Fun. vote which ones they think is best. You know, try all this stuff, and so. I think cocktails real. No, that yeah. you know, that's gonna say that'd be really cool because you could like do a pairing. Yeah. Like different people beers, different cocktails, different so, co- beer cocktails. But I mean, I will say when you get to like, it's cool when we get to the point that we can order all these spices. Like, I can call companies and be like. Yeah, so here's some leftover Korean barbecue I have. I need you to make a seasoning that tastes like this. They're like, oh, yum. got it. You know, or like pizza. Like, you know, any oh, sort of like pizza point. was yeah. a delicious one. Like, we love the pizza, but also part of the snack and what we're trying to do is like, yes, we know this, but pizza, unfortunately, is not a naturally occurring element, you know, yeah. nor is what? it that natural, you know? So, like, we try our best, you know? So, like, even if we are going to do a cheese flavor, right? Like I'm there and I'm sourcing, I'm working with like actual companies to find, okay, what can I find the cleanest, you know, simplest way to, cause clearly with cheese, you still gotta have whey. You've gotta have, you know, some sort of, like there's different components you've gotta add into it anyways, that I think what we're always trying to do is like, okay, we get it. How can we work within our boundaries, but still, you know. Parma, I, I feel like Parmesan would be the most natural way to add cheese without it being too bastard. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways. I mean, here, one of the fun facts I always like to tell people is, I mean, everyone loves Cheez-Its. You know, that's a brand everyone loves, but that Cheez-It flavor isn't even cheese. Like, that's nutritional yeast. You know what I mean? It's like that flavor, when you eat a Cheez-It, you're like, this is a Cheez-It. Like, go get some nutritional yeast, use it a little bit, and you're like, holy shit, that's a Cheez-It. You know, and so I think there's ways that you can go around it, you know, find different ways to go at it. Still, you know, we don't, I don't, say that we don't put vegan as number one but i you know i do appreciate the fact that we do keep ourselves a you know a vegan product you know nothing well, that, in that our... was going to be my next question would you keep the product always vegan or would it be i mean i don't know how else outside of us adding like dairy yeah you know which you know i think that you know if there's a way i can do it without it i would always try to do it without it uh i feel like you know it's there's a there's it's not just that there's a lot of people changing or that it's hip or that it's really trendy right now I think a lot of it is too, is us like, we're just trying to make things more approachable. You yeah. know what I mean? And so do I really want to start conventionalizing or something? Like, no, we're trying to keep ourselves as unique as we are, like keeping strong to what we believe in, but a little bit more approachable, you know? So now when they're choosing between, you know, one of the bigger chip brands, you know, one of the big boys or us, they go, all right, these are approachable. No, I know? think what's really, what, to that point is that staying true to your brand is always really important. And, and that's hard. part of, yeah, and very, hard. very hard. You know what's not hard, Gina? What? Drinking your cocktails. Oh, I love that. We're going to get to a cocktail. I want to say one thing. Biggest problem I've ever, I've had is staying true to my brand identity mm-hmm. only because I want to do a million other things. But when you concentrate all of that energy onto one thing, I feel like that thing becomes better. Yeah. You know, the more, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the more you, yeah. The more you put that energy into it, instead of like putting it all the way out, it becomes even a better and better and better product. Being true to yourself. Being true to yourself. So even though I may have been the one and I get the credit for creating the snack line and people are like, oh, like Sylvia and Pedro, right? I would call them like, Sylvia is my number two. She was the first employee we ever hired, like the best. Her and Pedro, because they've been making snack lines now every day. 
Wow. You know, doing it for like, I can call them and I can be like, hey, I'm running tests on a new idea or on this new flavor. This is what's happening. And Patreon is calling me like, this, you need to do this. Or somebody's like, no, 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 hold on, this. And that's because like, like I joke, bless them. They've been making the same chip, the same three flavors every day, day in and day out now for years. Do they come in and say, it's time to make the snacklings? No, I mean, they should. <laughs> it's time to make the snacklings. Time, time is now. Uh, no, but I think it's great because like they know the product so well that, you know, when I'm running tests with, you know, all the different weird stuff we're always trying to run there, like I can go to them and be like, all right, what do you guys try? And everyone knows, like, if I find this new weird flavor in, in the Asian chip aisle, you know, I'm like, I've never heard of this before. What do you guys think first? They're my first Fine. go-tos, you know? It's because they know the product so well. And I think that goes to show, like, I have the same problem Gina has. My like, ADD will kick in and I just want to do a million things. Yeah. But, like, to, to focus and to see how they focused. And, like, without them, we would not be where we are now, you know? And it's because they focused and they really got to. So I could focus. So I could sit there and have my ADD going about, all right, I got to run payroll. I got to, uh, you know, buy boxes. I've got to go sell to this store. Oh, my God, I got to go to this festival. I got to go to this event. I got to do that. Yeah. And they just every day show up. They're like, nope we got to make the best snack that's possible. That's awesome. But that is like how you get, like that's the consistency. And then and then, and then your role will, be, will begin to change, right? Mm -hmm. So then you become the facilitator of all of it. So you're really, so even though like the um, orchestra leader can yeah. play every instrument in the orchestra, mm -hmm. it's the fact that he can take it and make it harmonize together and become the yeah. best symphony you can hear. But like, that's it. That is like really, like if you look and you break it down, that's what you become. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. And we're gonna make a cocktail now. Okay, let's make a cocktail. I am like, I'm like a little thirsty, but, so I, I thought about everything I had in the snacklands. I was driving to New York this weekend, eating them in the car. Market then, research. Yep, market research. And we're sitting there talking about it, and I'm like, I'm like looking at it, I'm like, God, it's, everything's so natural. So I thought when I came back today, or I came back yesterday, I was like, when we do the podcast, I was like, well, what do I have? So I had all this beautiful apricots, first the stone fruits. I had beautiful passion fruit, which we had. So I juiced that, juiced down a little bit of lime, juiced the apricots, and we're gonna, and I was like, well, maybe I'll make a rum drink. And then I kind of went into, I wanna put a little bit of smoke on it because it's unexpected with that kind of drink. Just like you don't expect the unami of the mushroom in this. So it's kind of like my homage to you. Oh, yeah. in a glass even. Yeah, so nice. what do we have is um, <clears throat> two ounces of mezcal, illegal mezcal, which is a, a natural, almost, I, think, I think they're certified organic actually from Guatemala. And then we have um, one ounce of lime juice, half an ounce of passion fruit, half an ounce of um, apricot juice. And that is it, there's no sugar in this. Nice. Yeah, it's really, really fresh. My assumption was that you chose the stone fruit because I was stoned when I invented the snack ones. That's, people don't realize. And I look at them, I go, I created a vegan pork rind. What do you think I was? Just like sober after a workout? Like, no, you don't You don't think of that stuff on a clear mind. I mean, no, I'm always more creative with the little juice. Listen, there is nothing wrong with how your creativity comes. What's important is that it comes. Yeah. Right? You harness it. I love Illegal, by the way. Um, I wore their famous Donald Eres Ampandejo shirt um, oh. in uh, Old Havana in Cuba, and I was a superstar. Oh, that's hilarious. I was a superstar. People were just like, 
Photo, photo. Everyone was coming up to me taking photos. That was hilarious. I was drinking with all the bands at all the places. I mean, people <laughs> loved it. They'd like bring me on stage and like just have me stand there. It was fantastic. So we're awesome. So we're Look doing how a little something is. fun today. So we're garnishing your drink with a little bit of citrus leaves, which is an edible fern. It tastes like um, citrus. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then these purple and white florets, which is an edible flower. They taste a little bit like gum. And they are natural, like a like a like a bubble gum. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I thought this would be fun, kind of like add a little bit of uh, flair to your drink, but in the total natural form. Beautiful. This is what we try to do. And there we go. Make those little mundane moments a little bit, you know. Here, a little bit better. Take a sip. Take a sip. Right, I'm sorry. I, yeah, cheers. 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 Team. Cheers. And then we're gonna do something fun. We're gonna eat ferns. Oh, that's delicious. Oh, I love the smokiness. So You're all right. Your burn. Oh, mm. citrus. That is super. And honestly, it tastes like um, like when you're taking your fingers and you're peeling the orange with yep. your fingers and that oh, little blast pit. of citrus uh -huh. that you get from the yeah. pith. Like, yeah. That's what it tastes like. And then we'll eat, that is we'll, delicious. And then we'll, we'll do a little flour tasting, right? Because they're in your drinks, but I want you to do a little flour tasting. So you have flour, flour. Mm. And now you have to like, now this is where it gets a little deeper. It has like a little bit of fragrance too, but that's not what you're gonna taste. You're gonna get this, um, like on the end, like almost like this, um, almost like a corn flavor, which is completely bizarre. Oh or yeah. Peas. Some people get vegetal. Some I would say get like corn, very vegetal, yeah. But I would like say it, I get a little more pea-like. Huh. It, goes, it goes either way. Some people taste like peas and they get the sweetness from it. Some people taste the more stalky, like the strings from the corn, but it just depends on how you taste. Huh. Mm. Fun, right? That is so good. That is actually, I would say, like that is probably one of the coolest things I think that we get to do is, I talk to some people and like, we don't realize like just how lucky we are that we get to try all these new ingredients and try all these cool things. Like, I go to my family in Tunisia because my family's right here from there and like my uncles, maybe a big ass lawyer in Tunisia, but like, dude, he's never tried ninety-five percent of the things that we're so lucky to try here. You know, yeah. and is so yeah. lucky to be able to test out like. Oh yeah, here's an edible fern. That's not something you hear every day in Iowa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we so I, I have a relationship with Chef's Garden in Ohio, mm -hmm. in Ohio, and like honestly, whenever you ever you think that maybe you need a little inspiration, you know, they're pretty close to here. They're about four hours away, or or ninety minute flight, or something yeah. or less, maybe it's eight, 30, 60 minutes. But going there, or even like breezing through their catalog. If you can't get inspired from this, like there's, like you really have to rethink inspiration mm -hmm. because it's like really beautiful. And I and I think about like my like the creatives. It's so amazing that you thought of this. I don't care if you were stoned or not. But like I, just knowing you is like this is insanely awesome. And I'm kind of like, I just like the idea of people in beer halls eating snacklins and drinking and and drinking beer and not having to like go the pork round. Pork rind route, uh, mm. route, route. That's hard to say. say. Pork rind, rind route, and or doing like all of um, the corn nuts and stuff like that. The corn nuts are super fattening. Like the beer is enough. Like, you gotta pick your poison. <laughs> I'm in my forties. You gotta like decide. Is it the snack? Is it this? No, I definitely want yeah. my calories in liquid form. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the calories in liquid form, and then I'll and I'll and I'll be more conscious of what I eat. Mm-hmm. And then you know, moving forward, I would feed the kids. So um. Tell our listeners where they'd find your product. So yes, if you're in like the DC metro area, I guess the DMV, 
<laughs> you still call it that? I still do, and I don't care. Um, okay, good. Um, anywhere, like Whole Foods, um, great partner of ours, love Whole Foods. Um, Moms. Mom's Organic, yes, organic. Clearly, if you're in D.C. proper, you can find them at any Union Kitchen Grocery, Compass Coffee, a lot of the independent stores. Um, if you're outside the area, big woo-woo. We just launched a 7-Eleven out in Los Angeles, so that's nice. big, big for us. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, select Walmarts nationwide. Uh, the best place to find out is just go to our website, that's that store locator. Uh, that's what I use to find where to go. <laughs> so I would recommend that you use it as well. Technology. Yeah. And people are like, how do you keep track of all the stores? I was like, I go to the store locator. <laughs> I look at the address. I go to Google Maps. I click what address am I near? Because like I'm always on the road finding places. And I'll just be like, great. I look at the store locator. It's like, these stores are around You mean here. you don't just have a dispenser in your car where you just like no. press a button on no. the dash and a snack yeah. comes flying out of your face? I'm still an idiot. Um, <laughs> I do not have a snack dispenser. I have a lot of other uh, stuff in my car, but no <laughs> snack dispensers. So. Oh my gosh, we should do a pop-up of a Snackland snack machine. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh my God, we could totally do mm-hmm. it. And you've got to come by the snackery sometime. We'll make you like your own a cu- snackery. That's what we, we call it. We should have yeah. done the podcast there today. The snackery yeah. is That'd very loud with machines most oh, of the time. We but we should come by. We actually have like, uh, so we'll be keeping Union Kitchen uh, yeah. as a great little local partner of ours. Uh, we've been part of them since, you know, year one of the company. Um, but we actually will be running all of our test kitchen stuff out there. So you got to come by. We can make your own brand, your own flavor of snacklins. We've oh, done cool. some awesome stuff. Right. So, yeah, anytime you want. You See, I would want on. to revisit that pizza one. Just for, I like, have, I'm telling you, like, people, like, I have a spice. Like, it's heaven. If you're into spices, seasonings, like, topical, you know, whatever, anything you can add, like... You will literally go to heaven if you come and see like our stash. <laughs> we have an amazing stash. Just every sort of spice you can ever imagine, any sort of like weird seasoning combination. Like you want deep dish pizza flavor? I got deep dish pizza flavor. You know what I mean? You want a sour Thai curry or a sweet Thai curry or a yellow Thai? Like we have all these different varieties of everything. We make a lot of them ourselves too. Oh, that sounds so, amazing. Yeah, you know we can always make like everything. Like we've done. You know, people want to make, I made some that taste like croutons, you know, so it tastes like a Caesar salad. We've made ones I that taste like. I love that fake Caesar salad crouton. Yeah. <laughs> like that uh, old school, like uh-huh. the gross ones. Yeah, those are the best. So, you know, we'll make them anything. I think, you know, that's kind of the part of the fun. But, you know, we clearly, when we release some, you know, and I think that's where a lot of our friends kind of bonus out. So we had this big event at DC Brower over the weekend. And we were there and people that were like, we love snack ones. We're like, Guys want to try some cool shit? Here Do you, you open up your Here's jacket like, and, and give I them this? will open up like this, like secret box in the corner. I'm like, "Here's some ranch flavored snack ones that'll never be released, but there's some leftover samples from our last like test nice. run. They're very delicious. Unfortunately, they do not meet our standards. But and people are like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Yeah, like that's what we do, and it's fun, you know. And we get to sit there every day, and clearly, not everything is going to be on the shelf. But you know, if you hit us up, if you just want to come by the snack store, if you want to." You know, try some snacks. We'll always be one for anyone to come by. So, so here's what we'll do. Um, we're going to send people to designateddrinker.show. Where's that, Gina? Designateddrinker.show. And you'll get all of Gina's how-to on and all the recipes that she's done ever on the show. But then we'll also just make sure that there's links and how to contact you when they want to come yeah, to us. Yeah, absolutely. How to find the snackery. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dispensary. What it, the snack tory. No. Snack tory. I'm just renaming it. I'm yeah. wrong. No, I I'm just gonna it. keep drinking. And when you're from New York, you say the snack tory. Snack tory. It's now one word. It's this one word all yeah. snack. It's like one long syllable. That's it. One <laughs> syllable. It's Brooklyn style. It's perfect. Okay, the other thing I wanted to make sure that we mentioned where we are today. Oh, it's thank you, Adam. So we're here at Adam Greenberg's new restaurant, um, the Coconut Club. 
and it's located in the Union Market District here in Washington, D.C., and he graciously hosted us this morning. He did. Yeah. And if you don't know Adam, you can go to go into our archives and find him. He was on the show. That's right. We yeah. laughed a lot. I yes. think the whole episode is just laughter. <laughs> yes. It's really nice. Yeah, we did it before he opened the restaurant. Um, so we're going to take that as an invitation for the snack dream. We're yeah, coming. come by anytime. Yeah. All right, this is my favorite part of the whole show. I get to ask you... If you could be one ingredient, what is your spirit ingredient? It doesn't have to be like one single. It can be like an ingredient that I'd put like in something that could be a mix of other stuff too. Wow. Right? Like a five Look. spice is an example. Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. Right? No one's okay. done that. Fine. Here's <laughs> my ingredient. Go. Harissa. Harissa. Oh. Okay. And here's why. I'm a proud Tunisian. All right. Mom and dad, <laughs> born and raised in Tunisia. My family still lives there. All right. And Harissa was not invented in Rockville, Maryland by Kava, okay? It was invented by Tunisians, old women with weird toes like my grandmother, okay? Like, Hedisa, that's it. I think it's because Hedisa, it's kind of like a mix. It's it's very approachable, but yet it's very exotic, you know? And I find that that's kind of, like, maybe that's what I am, you know oh, what I mean? Look at like, you. approachable but exotic. Like, a little wow. fragrant it's but pungent the cumin, at the same It's got the cumin, it's got the peppers. <laughs> It's got, yeah, 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 I smell a little bit if you keep me in your purse for too long, like, you know, but it's like stuff that we all know, but yet we've never had together, you know? So wow. that's like Hadisa, that's my ingredient. Well, that's Perfect. a new one. That's a new one, Gina. That's a great one, actually. That is great. And your friends ask you, Hadisa's from Tunisia, not Morocco, not Algeria. I'm going to start getting so much hate mail from this. You can email me personally. You'll head over to Designated Drinker Drought Show to get that email address, folks. All right, let's finish these drinks, okay? Let's Ooh. do that. Well, then why don't we just go over there and nothing? All right, sweet. I'm into it. Cheers. 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 Cheers.